0: Welcome to all things sports. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Preston. Uh, We had a great week this week that um, still a plethora of sports going on. Well, might as well just get into it. Fantasy football. I know last week was bragging that I'm the guru of this podcast. Well, this week it turned quick. And isn't that funny how sports happens? It just sometimes you could be up and like 5-0, and have one inning or two innings bad, and boom, back tight again, just, just how it happens, fantasy football, uh, I was riding high last week, and this week, it just dashed my heart, um, well, we had the World Series start, and what a bang that was, I mean, Houston, obviously, I, you, you know my feelings about Houston, um, definitely want them to lose, but, uh, that that was great. Um, we had the NBA is back, and everybody knows that I love the NBA. Lakers and Westbrook are actually showing some life. Actually got their first win today. Uh, Antetokounmpo and Trey Young battled it out with the Hawks and Bucks. Uh, Curry actually is doing well, but Golden State still struggled back to back nights with the Hornets and Pistons. The NFL, of course, all you know owns everything. Um, there's so much parity between. All the teams, except for a couple top teams. I mean, after, after the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles, it's kind of just like a crapshoot. Uh, Brady and Rogers lose again, both in primetime. And as we talked about earlier, World Series is now tied up 1-1. And uh, let's take a more in-depth look into that next. I fully enjoyed the World Series. It was all the excitement of playoff baseball without having to worry that the damn Dodgers are going to lose. The Phillies showed fight that the Dodgers didn't have. They were down five versus Justin Verlander, and they were able to battle back and beat Houston in the 10th inning. Uh, Verlander now has a career ERA of over six in the World Series and is zero and six. Kershaw is supposedly the one that struggles in the World Series, but he has more than one win. And you know that if Kershaw had given the performance that Verlander did, everybody would be all over Kershaw. So let's give it to Houston and Verlander. The Astros were not able to win game one at home, but they did come out and they dominated game two, pretty much had the, the game under control. Um, but the Phillies did what they needed to do, and they took one in Houston, now Game three is going to be in Philadelphia tomorrow and they'll play the next three in Philadelphia. So I don't think that the Phillies are going to be able to win all three. So hopefully they'll do two out of the three and go back to Houston and just need to win one. Um, You know, watching these games, obviously still has my mind on the Dodgers and where all these players are coming from and how the hell do the Astros just continue to get, new players that just perform like like nothing like they just pull them out of thin air or something and actually like one of their stars Jordan Alvarez was actually a Dodger and the Dodgers traded him for a pitcher Josh Fields who hasn't even pitched since 2018. Now I know it's very difficult to try to Know how good these players are going to be when they make it to the majors, or even if they're going to make it to the majors, because baseball has quite a few spots that that they have to go to before they even can make it, but it would be great to have Alvarez on the Dodgers playing left field. Lastly, Houston could also possibly be in another cheating scandal. Videos have surfaced of their pitcher, Framber Valdez. Wiping his hands on his jersey at the end of the inning. Also, videos of him wiping his wrist and then the ball. Maybe an overreaction, but hey, it's Houston. Nobody likes Houston. Except for Houston fans, of course. It does seem, though, that the Houston Astros are starting to build a reputation kind of like the Patriots. Let's find out if the Patriots cracked the list of interesting NFL takeaways from the week next. Well, watching these games Sunday morning and just taking a look at the list that they were playing, I was thinking to myself, how many of these games do I actually care about besides for fantasy football? I mean, let's look. The the They start out with the Broncos and Jaguars, which you can't even watch on regular TV. You have to have ESPN Plus to even watch that. Good job, NFL. A lot of people, I'm sure, signed up for ESPN Plus. But then you have... Teams, Dolphins and Lions, Panthers, Falcons, Bears, Cowboys. Of course, I care about the Cowboys. And even I would say the Dolphins, but just those games, they didn't seem like they would be very interesting. Yes, they ended up being close. But really, like when I started to look at them, I was thinking, how many of these games that I think are not interesting actually have possible playoff teams? And I was actually really surprised. One of the surprising games that I just listed, the Panthers-Falcons, the NFC South is so bad that the winner of that game was is first. I mean, which Falcons won the game, so they're first, but it was just, I didn't realize that at the, at the beginning of the day. The The game was actually pretty exciting too. I mean, it was pretty much back and forth. And then DJ Moore caught a 60-yard touchdown pass to tie, which we'll actually get into DJ Moore. <laughs> later in, in our fantasy football segment. He takes off his helmet, which causes the kicker to kick a 48 yard extra point. The kicker, of course, misses it. They go into overtime, go back and forth. He has The kicker has another chance to win the game with a 30 yard field goal and misses it. So, the kicker really blew that game. Um, and Atlanta of course ends up winning and now they're on top of the NFC South. So after watching these games and looking at seeing who who actually could could be in the playoffs and I'll I'll list the the playoff picture. I mean the NFC pretty much seems wide open still after the Eagles. So Currently, the Vikings are number two, Seahawks are number three, Falcons are number four, Cowboys have the fifth spot, Giants have the sixth, and 49ers round out the seventh. Now, of course, these are all going to change because we're only in week eight, and there's ten weeks. But it's very interesting to me that the Seahawks are third, the Falcons are fourth, and even the Vikings. I was kind of surprised to see that they they're on top of the NFC North. I mean, I know Rick, of course, knew that they were they were going to win. But I even him, I, I don't think that he 100% knew. I think that he just doesn't like the Packers. Um, 49ers, actually, even though they're seventh, they look pretty damn scary with Christian McCaffrey. And the Rams look like they should, they're going to be in trouble. <laughs> it's okay, Rick. A lot of time left. Ten weeks, and they're ninth. Uh, getting into the AFC... I mean, that, that playoff picture is pretty. Bills, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens, Jets, Dolphins, Chargers. They're all listed that way. Bills are number one, Chargers seventh. Um, Titans, at the beginning, I mean, they they were starting to look bad. I didn't think that they were going to be able to. I mean, number two was not expecting that. Uh, Derrick Henry, these last couple weeks, though, has just been insane. I mean, today he's was like over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Looks like Houston couldn't even tackle him um Chiefs of course we we know they're good Ravens Jets I don't know if they're gonna be in in that spot fifth I mean they couldn't beat the Patriots today and their quarterback looked bad Dolphins I think will be there a couple things with the Dolphins Tua is is definitely a good quarterback he seems like he misses Hill though on like three or four throws where he's just way under throwing him i think that offense could be even better than they are um chargers my opinion is chargers aren't going to make the playoffs they they ruin it somehow every time um my game of the week this week was bill's packers um i know that the packers lost but i thought it was going to be a blowout and they actually showed some life. I mean, Rodgers finally made a connection with one of his wide receivers, Dobbs. Touchdown. Uh, Aaron Jones looked pretty good. Uh, it might actually be a little too late, though, because Vikings have a pretty, pretty uh, commanding lead over them in, in the NFC North. Uh, and I'll tell you why he needed the Bills to perform even better than they did next. I hate Fantasy football this week. I know, I know. Last week, huge high. Thought it was the best. Thought I was going to win everything. This week, ah, uh, completely different. I really needed a huge game from Diggs to pull me out of this fantasy football hell, and I just don't think that he gave me enough. Can't complain too much. He did give me around twenty points, but just not enough. I mean, the the week started off with Chase. Having a hip injury, possibly being an out for four to six weeks. Obviously, as I said last week, I have Chase in multiple leagues. He was starting to be a thirty point per week performer. He was awesome. In the Yahoo League, they at least allowed me to pick up Boyd, which I don't I don't know why they I mean that if I were them I would have picked him up as soon as I saw the chase chase news. Anyways, as I'm watching the games. It just seemed like every time I looked up, there was a touchdown going to someone that I was playing in that league. AJ Brown, Waddle, and of course, DJ Moore. I'm pretty sure that that DJ Moore 60 yard catch at the end lost me that week. Currently, I'm down 164 to 171, and she's projected to be 180. She still has McPherson. The next highest in that league currently has 111 and the next projected highest is 117. That is bullcrap. I score 160 points and I don't even, I'm going to lose that. That's just, this is also why I projected that I am going to win that league and a little, little less confident. I mean, 160 points. That's that's three weeks where I've been over 150 in that league, and m- most of the scores are around 120, 125, but we'll see, we'll see how this is gonna go, you, you can still call me a fantasy guru in that one though, It's okay, Art and Rick and Albert, moving into the ESPN league, which I'm also have Chase in, I uh, thought that I was going, I'm, I'm up in that league by about 30 points, but I'm playing Matt in L.A., and he's got Burrow, Chubb, and McPherson. Not a very good chance. Um, Pretty sure I'm going to lose that. Uh, And I know that last week I was making fun of Gabe, but uh, I'm going to have to give him props this week because his team scored 150 points. Possibly going to be the highest score for the week. And it kills me because he's starting two wide receivers from the Washington Seawards. And a Carolina running back. Ridiculous. All in all, I'm probably going 0-4 this week. 0-4 reminds me of the 0-5 Lakers that were able to actually get their first win tonight. NBA recap, next. Well, I saved the best for last, at least according to me. Uh, First, I want to say that uh, last podcast... I completely butchered the projected number one first pick uh, name. I said Wilmore Valderrama, which is obviously an actor. His name is Victor Wembayama. That is the man that the teams are all going to tank for. Yep. He's, uh, like I said last time, 7'3", center, can shoot threes, do everything. Um, anyway... I was able to actually sit down and watch some games I haven't before because of so much that was going on. Uh, I started off with a Friday night. I watched the Lakers at the Timberwolves, and, yeah, they lost, and it was close and competitive, which was nice. What I did notice is this was Westbrook's first game off the bench, and he looked like the old Westbrook. He looked energized. He wasn't settling for threes. He was taking to the hoop. He was actually finishing – His plus minus was zero, which is way better than it has been. Uh, He just, uh, he was even fighting for rebounds and blocking people, so he's playing defense. Uh, As I mentioned, the Lakers beat the Nuggets tonight. They actually had some success at three, 43%. Uh, Westbrook still seemed energized. AD sat out against the Timberwolves, but he played this game, and he had 23 points, 15 rebounds and a block. Like, definitely need him to continue thought that it was interesting that their closing five was LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Reeves, and Walker, not Patrick Beverly. Just just interesting. A couple other games that I got to watch on Saturday. I watched the Hawks and Bucks. Still have Giannis. If Lakers aren't going to be good, then I'm just going to hop on that bandwagon. Young and Murray are actually very interesting as a backcourt. I think that Atlanta is going to be a force. Um, they have a lot of good players. It seems like this mix is going to work, and Young seems like he's ready to go. Bucks, of course, I I think they're going to be the number one seed. Uh, I think Giannis is going to win the MVP, and that's my pick to win the, the title. Um, I watched the Grizzlies and Jazz. Yes, Rick grizzlies are awesome in this game they didn't have jaw but bane is great um i believe they still they actually ended up losing to utah but utah has a bunch of solid players and they they're now five and two and I'm pretty sure management wants them to tank. So that seems like a, a good trade partner if the Lakers are going to get rid of Westbrook. They have Clarkson, they have a Linick, who's a big man who shoots threes, and they have Conley among others. Like that seems like one of the most likely. It's either that or it's going to be Indiana. Um, lastly, besides the Lakers, Golden State is struggling. They've lost back-to-back games to Charlotte and Detroit. They're three-and-four. They do not look very good defensively. They obviously had the whole thing in the offseason where Draymond Green punched Poole in the face and the the video got out, so we'll see how that's going. Oh, and, and Clay Thompson, actually, he was just ejected from his first game because he was frustrated because Booker was giving it to him, so we'll definitely see. The other team that I wanted to mention is the Clippers. They're 2-4. and four. Lots of people picked them to win the West. A lot of people did not pick the Lakers to win the West, yet... They are saying stuff about the Lakers, and I think that the Clippers should get a lot of crap. Qui is hurt, and he still has only come off the bench, so that definitely hate on the Clippers. That is the end of this podcast, so I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy recording these. Um, a couple, couple things to watch. Obviously, MLB Game 3 is going to start tomorrow, Monday. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday they play They have an off day on Thursday And then they'll play Friday, Saturday The NFL, what I was looking at Is actually Eagles-Texans are playing Thursday Titans-Chiefs Sunday night Ravens-Saints are playing Monday Rams are playing the Bucks, Which could be actually an interesting game And then the Bills are playing the Jets The NBA, a couple of uh, Games that I thought would be interesting Timberwolves are playing the Suns On Tuesday on TNT Celtics are playing the Cavs on Wednesday, ESPN. Uh, Pelicans are playing the Lakers on Wednesday. Uh, The Nets, the Nuggets, sorry, are playing the Thunder on NBA TV on Thursday. The Jazz are playing the Lakers on Friday. Blazers are playing the Suns. And that's interesting because it's the second of a back-to-back that they're playing. Like, they play each other two nights in a row. And then on Sunday, the Cavs are playing at the Lakers. Uh, A couple NCAA games. Uh, Tennessee is playing Georgia. This is football. And Alabama is playing LSU. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at TakeWarningSports. Email us at twallthingsports at gmail.com. Download and subscribe our podcast on all your favorite podcast streaming sites, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Visit our Take Warning Network at takewarningpod.com.